Welcome to a brand new episode of Any Given Friday, the official podcast of Lake Country Sports. Today's Friday, May 3rd, our first episode of the new month, and uh, it's going to be a little bit different today, Uh, and the reason for that is it's playoff time here in Lake Country, and I'm all over the place. Brandon Bush is all over the place. Will Petty is obviously very busy as the editor of Baldwin Bulletin, so uh, this week has us all three in completely different locations. I'm currently in South Georgia. Uh, Brandon is getting ready to drive up to Rome, I believe, and uh, God knows where Will is. He's hard to keep up with. So, we're recording over the phone today. I'm obviously here in person, but i got Brandon Bush on the line, and uh, we're going to keep it local this week. It's going to be a mostly brief episode, at least compared to uh, our usual run time. So, uh, and if we sound a little bit tired, a little bit... um, lacking in energy is because we're recording this several hours earlier than we normally do. So uh, let's get started, shall we? Brandon Bush is on the line. Brandon, how's your week going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. Uh, like you said, I'm getting ready to head up to Rome to uh, watch running and play soccer. Uh, it'd be a pretty good game. But uh, before we talk about that, uh, Justin, why don't you tell us what's going on with uh, Morton County? Yeah, you've got some good news to report from Putnam. Uh, unfortunately, out of Morgan County, I've got nothing but negatives to talk about this week. Uh, pretty much all of their spring sports, at least as far as soccer and baseball are concerned, are finished up for the year. I'll start with girls soccer. The Lady Dogs recently finished their season at 6-11 and overall. The Lady Dogs lost at Lovett last Tuesday 8-0. to in the opening round of the Class AAA State Playoffs. Very tough loss up there. That defeat continued an unsettling trend for Morgan's girls. Uh, They've lost in the last three years in round one of the playoffs. Back in 2017, they hosted Bremen and lost 3-1. And then last year, they hosted Lumpkin County in the first round and lost 2-0. So this is three straight years falling in the first round. Very tough trend there for the Lady Dogs. They finished the year on a six-game losing streak per Max Preps. Um, that does not include a 7-2 to win over Hart County. If you'll recall, they had to suspend that game at halftime because of weather, and they came back two weeks later and finished it up. So if you sandwich that game in between, it's not quite a six-game losing streak. But either way you go, a uh, very, very rough finish to the year. They dropped games to Jefferson, Appalachia, Eastside, Lanier, and Oconee before uh, taking the loss last week up at Lovett. So a uh, tough end of the season there. Uh, Brooke Butler, I know, uh, was battling a hamstring injury, and I feel like maybe that hurt them more than uh, even anybody realized in the, in the moment because they, they only lost two seniors after last season, which was a pretty strong year for them. They lost Morgan Walker and Mackenzie Barrett. Kind of felt like this year coming in they would have a good chance of turning in a uh, more successful season than it did. But uh, regardless, that is how things finished out. Uh, they're going to be losing Kat Ushery, Anna Hart, Skylar Sewell, and Brooke Randall to graduation after this year. So uh, big changes ahead for the Lady Dogs after this season. That's going to be the case as well for Morgan County's boys soccer team, which finished up the season 9-6-1 and uh, last Wednesday following an 8-1 loss at home against Pace Academy in the first round. Very tough draw there, as was the girls playing up at Lovett, a couple of powerhouse schools there. Um, and unfortunately for the, the Bulldogs, they lost their last six games too, so 
Uh, a very, very rough finish there. Uh, and it really all got started March 27th on a on an overtime loss at Jefferson. That game went to PKs 0-0 all the way through overtime. So very, very tight game. And uh, th- that was the difference maker in this season, no doubt, for Morgan's boys. Let me tell you the difference between earning that one seed, which Jefferson got, and the two seed, which Morgan got. Morgan had to host Pace Academy, which, Brandon, as I'm, I'm sure you're aware, and many of our listeners are probably aware, Pace Academy is a powerhouse private school. So there's a big disparity between a team like Pace and a team like Morgan. Jefferson got to host Stone Mountain, which is obviously a public school. Uh, and, and, of course, Stone Mountain's record was worse than Pace, but uh, you got to think that might have given Morgan a much better chance of winning. But, alas, you got to win the games, and unfortunately Morgan was unable to do that one. Uh, what's really unfortunate for Morgan is uh, the, the Bulldogs went 7-0-1 and across the middle of the season, and that one tie was against North Oconee, so a, uh, a good team there. So uh, a, a very disappointing finish to a season that uh, was on a roll there for a little while, but that is how it shook out for Morgan's boys. As I mentioned, they're going to be losing a bunch of seniors too. Uh, chief among them, in my opinion, is going to be goalkeeper Colin Sitzman. No disrespect to any other uh, goalkeeper in Lake Country, but I've seen all of our boys' soccer teams play, I believe. He might be the very best goalkeeper around this area, so uh, that one's going to hurt them. They're losing David Raschkowski, Ben Adams, Wes Butler, and Finn Williams. So uh, th- that group of seniors, unfortunately, were not able to get a, a playoff win to close out their, their careers, but uh, certainly they all enjoyed a lot of success with the program. And finally, Morgan Kelly's baseball team, is out of the playoffs after round one as well. The Diamond Dogs hosted Redan last Wednesday and Thursday for a best of three series and dropped that series one to two. Uh, they won game one 12 to 11. Yes, 12 to 11. Dropped game two six to five and lost game three 13 to 11. So no shortage of offense. Uh, that was the series where pitching came to die. Um, and certainly Morgan was a benefit, benefactor uh, for a lot of that. Diamond Dogs got two home runs out of Jaron Ferguson, one home run out of Hunter Lane and Ethan Stamps. And I uh, will point out Brandon Batchelor. He had a pretty good series. He delivered the game-winning RBI hit in game one. And in game two, he hit a three-run homer to kind of dig Morgan out of an early hole after the first inning. Uh, so very good performance out of him. He's kind of stepped into a starting role this year and as the season progressed, he just got stronger and stronger, and he came through in the playoffs, just unfortunately not enough to get him to win. As I mentioned, there was a ton of offense in this series. Uh, momentum swaying uh, numerous times, and there were errors, there were bad pitches, and unfortunately for Morgan, it always seemed to come out on the unlucky end of those moments and uh, just had a few more mistakes than Redan did, and Redan had the pitching in the end to close it out, so uh, very, very tough loss there. I'm going to mention this as a tease for uh, my column, which you can find in this week's Lake Oconee News. Uh, Brandon, the first game of the series took three and a half hours to play. And it was a regulation seven-inning game. So that's fine. Obviously, you got to let the game play out. But game two started up, and it did not finish until after 1 o'clock Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whichever way you want to look at it. And then they had to come back and play game three, 6 o'clock last Thursday. So... That was a wild series. Uh, I, I I was bothered by the fact that it had to go to that extreme. Uh, as I mentioned, I wrote my column about that this week, and 
Uh, I, I'll tell you right here, I criticize the GHSC rules for not having provisions in place to prevent those situations, but uh, hopefully a, a series like that will not happen again, and it'll be an example for uh, hopefully some changes to come. As I mentioned, this was a really good season for Morgan Baseball. The Dime Dolls went 23-10 and 10 overall. They did not lose two consecutive games until two weeks ago when they played at Jefferson with the region championship on the line and got swept out of that series. And obviously they lost two in a row last week against Redan. So a very tough finish to a really strong season. It uh, was the end of the careers for Jared Ferguson, Jacob Anderson, Blake Sylvie, Hunter Lane, and Chandler Wright. Uh, those guys have been the core of this team for three seasons now, and uh, tough to see them go out that way for sure. Well, now let's talk a little bit more positively. Uh, Brandon, I know you've got some, some pretty good news on your end of the deal. So uh, what's the latest on Gatewood and Putnam County soccer and baseball? All right, well, as we mentioned uh, earlier in the show, we're recording this on a Thursday, and I'm getting ready to head uh, over to Rome, Georgia, to watch Putnam County High School be in the second round of the GHSA Class AA uh, soccer playoffs. Uh, so by the time you hear the show, you'll already know the results of this game. But um, Putnam County, they advanced to the second round in the state playoffs. They they defeated Spencer High School 4-0 to in the first round. That was the um, only home game they've gotten to play in this playoff series. Because unlike last year, when they went undefeated in the region and got the number one seed, they did lose the social circle this year and were only able to get a second seed. So they got one game at home, and now they will most likely be on the road for the rest um, of these playoffs. So they're taking that long road trip up to Rome to play at Cusa High School. Um, and that game against Spencer, that up, uncharacteristically slow start to that game. Their first goal didn't come until around 12 minutes left in the first half. Usually by that time, and usually against um, opponents like Spencer High School, who are pretty pretty average at best, um, Putnam County would usually have about four, five, six goals at this point. But they only scored one, 12 minutes left in the first half. They're able to get it going a little bit better in the second half. Um, Diego Sanchez, one of the best uh, players on the team, he had a goal. But really the big player against uh, Spencer High School against the Green Waves was Corey Peacock. He is one of the four seniors on this team, and he had two goals in this game. So pretty pretty good way to close out what's probably going to be your last home game as a senior. So um, good performance by him. Um, but it's going to take a it's going to take a much better show than got a Putnam County against Coosa High School because the the Coosa Eagles, yes, they're also the Eagles. Um, they went 16-1-1 and this year. Pretty much what Platinum's record was this time last year. Um, they also went 13-1 and in their region. So uh, the Coosa Eagles are a really, really solid team. And they're going to be playing at home. And it's a 3 it's a county up to Rome. So um, the Eagles um, have really had to work hard in practice this week. They've really had the focus. And they've just absolutely have to put in, in, um, against Spencer in round one. So, uh, as, as it you, you uh, listeners are going to know the results of this game before we do, but 
team playoff for class, single A team, um, which means that at two and six, Gatewood, who was a double A team, they did not qualify for the playoff. But there are only three teams that made it to the single A tournament this year. So the GISA decided to take the double A or triple A team with the worst record, drop them down to be the fourth team in that single A tournament. Which happens to be Gatewood. So, despite uh, having a you know a two and ten record, they're going to get a shot to play at a state championship. Um, they're going to get to do it anyway. It's so, one of the most unique things I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, 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 I cannot believe they're they're actually doing this. Yeah, I, I can't believe it either. It's, uh, it's nothing I've ever heard of. I mean, but, what happens if Gatewood were to win it all? I mean, I'm not sure. How they've done in the first round, but if they go all the way to win, are they are they actually going to be Class A champions? I I want that to happen just so we can see how GISA handles it. I do too. That's um that's definitely interesting, and you know, <laughs> at two and ten, it, it you, you know it's safe to assume that at two and ten, it's a, been a pretty frustrating season for Gatewood. So it would be a good payoff for them. Um, these, if they these private leagues, man, these private school leagues, they can come up with some stuff. Team chaos in that regard. I, I really, I, I don't think it will happen, but I, I would love to see how how that would be handled. I mean, do you do you do you actually name them the Class A champion? Please, please, soccer gods, give us this moment. By the way, shout out to the track and field team for bringing home state, and and uh, you can pick up this week's edition of the Eat the Messenger rebranded story about that really cool accomplishment there for the track team. Oh yeah, uh, their first one in school history, so wow, pretty good, pretty good stuff there. So real quick, we'll talk about Gatewood baseball. They've had a little bit of a rough patch here, but they have won their last four games, and they've won those last four games uh, fifty nine to seven across all four of those games. So. They played Monsignor Donovan in a doubleheader. They won that first game twenty to zero. Wow! Uh, yeah, of 
short game, you know, according to uh, the GNSA, uh, uh run rule. So, Eric Copeland, he pitched a no-hitter in uh, what was obviously a short game. He pitched a little bit in the second game. Um, pitched one inning, no hits. Then Yale Stapp and Josh McMillan came out, um, struck out the side in the second and third innings. And, of course, it was another absolute field day for the Gatewood offense. They won that game 23-0. to zero. So, one up, they, they won up their, uh, their victory in game one of that doubleheader. Um, they went on to defeat Thomas Jefferson 9-5. to five, And they defeated the Brentwood Eagles 7-2. Uh, so, um, four, uh, four games right there, four-game winning streak. Um, that was enough to secure the second seed for them in the state playoffs, which began this week. They hosted uh, Memorial Day School Blue Thunder in the first round, and if they get past that game, they're going to face the defending state champion, Piedmont Academy, which also happens to be one of Gatewood's biggest rivals. Um, and that will that will be the next game they play if they get past Memorial Day. And if they get past Piedmont, they're going to advance to the Final Four. So, uh, Gatewood Baseball overcame a um, pretty hard, rough patch, but they won four straight, and they're in the state playoffs. Um, we'll keep you up to date with what's going on with them. But, uh, yeah, Gatewood Baseball is in the postseason. Okay. And they should have a, uh, should have a pretty, um, pretty good chance to make a good postseason run. All right, so uh, we'll send it back over to you, Justin. Um, Tell us what's going on with Laker County Academy soccer. Well, as I mentioned, I'm on the road this week uh, following the LOA soccer teams. The girls play at, uh, I hope I pronounce this the right way. Lord knows I can't spell it. So let me see if I can pronounce it. Trutland, Trutland High School down in Trutland County in Soperton, uh, the city of Soperton. And then uh, Thursday night, the, the boys team played uh, just down the road from there at Claxton High School. So... Uh, spent a couple of days down in South Georgia burning up in this almost 90-degree weather. But so far, it's been a pretty good trip. The Lady Titans won their second-round game at Trutland Tuesday 6-0. to uh, As I mentioned, that is the second round. Uh, I don't believe I, I updated this last week, but last Tuesday they hosted Drew Charter and won 1-0 to thanks to a goal by Naeli Galan. Uh, so a tough fought victory there, but against Trutland Tuesday, Brandon they 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 went to town. Uh, Jackie Hernandez led the way with her first career playoff hat trick, uh, three goals from her. She almost had, I think I counted two missed shots that were really close, so she could have five goals. Uh, Kirsten Reese had a goal. Kelly Stevens had a goal on a header following a corner kick by Jackie Hernandez, and uh, Lauren Ellison rounded it out with a goal of her own to make it six nothing. So. Hey, an overwhelming effort by Eloise offense. Uh, it's been, I, I think that might have been their most complete performance of the last three years at the varsity level. It was just really, really strong effort. And obviously, if you win a game six to zero, that zero is pretty dang important too. So shout out to Eloise defense. Uh, they came to play too. Jesse Fernanda Patino had a really good game. Naila Galan had another good game. Tori Ellison was all over the place and. Uh, way back at goalkeeper, Lizzie Holt had a really good performance as well, uh, coming up with a couple of saves. So, uh, And Madison Corner had a really good game too. Uh, matter of fact, head coach Chris Engel kind of made a point to uh, recognize her in our post-game interview. So, 
across the board, I don't think it could have played any stronger than it did. Uh, they had a few missed shots that you, know, you would have liked to have seen going in, but you win a game 6 nothing, you're not really complaining. There are only 16 teams in this playoff field, so LOA was automatically the uh, Sweet 16 when they first got started. So they're, they're already in the Final Four, Brandon, and uh, one more win and they are going to play for a state championship. So uh, this, this is shaping up to be a special season for LOA's girls. Their next game is going to be this coming Tuesday at home against Ace Charter. Uh, LOA is, is very fortunate getting to host this game. Ace Charter went on the road and upset Towns County on Tuesday night in penalty kicks. Really close game. I think it was 2-2, two to two, and it had to go to PKs, and Ace was able to pull out the win. So uh, really, really big upset there. Very fortuitous for LOA's girls. Per Max Preps, and obviously this is not – Completely official because not every team updates max preps like they should. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm throwing some shade there. Uh, per max preps, so Ace Charter is only 4-2 and two this season. Only played a handful of games. Uh, but like I said, they did go and upset Towns County. So uh, certainly LOA cannot get caught overlooking them. Uh, it's going to be a fun game to watch. It'll probably be, it, it's going to be uh, the biggest game in the history of the new Tiger Stadium, the new turf field that's been now since uh, 2012. Far and away the biggest game that stadium's ever hosted. Uh, because, like I said, one win there, and LMA's going to be playing for a state championship. So, exciting times are brewing. Uh, obviously, I'm going to keep you posted on next week's game, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll come back next week, Brandon, and have some more positive news to talk about with them. All right, and uh, now for a rundown of LOA's boys soccer team, once again, nothing but good news to report here for the Titans. I'll uh, back up to last week really quickly since I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week. But uh, the Titans hosted Elite Scholars Academy last Wednesday in the opening round of the Class A state tournament. Pulled off a 5-1 to one win. John Clay Wofford, I've mentioned his name a ton of times this year. Uh, he's just been going off and did the same thing against Elite Scholars. Scored his first career playoff hat trick. He's had a couple of hat tricks this year, but that's his first in the postseason. Senior Peyton Walker scored a goal, as did Tristan Weir, to round it out and give him the 5-1 to one edge. So uh, certainly a big win there for the Titans, and that advanced them to round two, which was played last night on a Thursday night down in Claxton. As I mentioned, I was on the road for that game. Uh, another big win there for the Titans. Pulled off the 4-1 victory. Uh, Spencer Bradley got him started and put him up 1-0 early. John Clay Wofford one more time scored and uh, pushed it to 2-0. Claxton fought back a few minutes later, though, with a really impressive long goal and, and cut the score to 2-1. and one. Uh, But then in the second half, Peyton Walker put the final nails in the coffin with a couple of goals of his own, uh, the last of which came with about six minutes left, so just completely shut the door on Claxton. So uh, a really strong performance throughout the playoffs so far for the Titans. Uh, the win does advance them to the Final Four round. That game is probably going to be next Wednesday. Uh, not sure who the opponent's going to be yet. It'll either be uh, Ace Charter. I think I've heard Ace Charter won, but as of this recording, I have not seen an official final score for that. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, but... Yeah, uh, really strong performances all the way around for LOA's two soccer teams so far this postseason. 
Well, as we said at the top of the show, we are all all over the state of Georgia this week, and uh, as such, we're very busy. It, it's a, a very hectic time of the year, so we're going to keep it just locally this week. Obviously, we had a lot of things to talk about, so uh, taking up plenty of time there. We're going to try to be back in the same room next week all together and, and talk about some things. we still got to break down the NFL draft, Brandon. We haven't gotten together about that yet, so... It'll be old news, I know, but we, we I, I'm interested to hear what y'all thought about your team's draft. Uh, and we got some other uh, NBA news to discuss. Um, I'm looking pretty good about picking Golden State winning it all. Uh, shout out to Will's Oklahoma Thunder for blowing it, by the way. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of things are brewing, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to all of that next week. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, it's been a, a weird couple of weeks for us here on any given Friday, but Hopefully next week we'll be back to normal. Uh, Brandon, safe travels this week up to Rome and back. And uh, hopefully we'll see all of you back here next week on any given Friday.